0: Okay, so it's Christmas time nearly. Are you all ready for Christmas? Yes. Who's written a present list? Oh, a few of you. Who's put up their decorations? Oh, a few more. Who's fed up with shopping? <laughs> and who's looking forward to seeing extra special family and friends at this time? Yeah. It's a really exciting busy time isn't it? But the, with all the food and family the presents and the decorations that's not really what Christmas is about is it? Christmas is about the story of a baby who was born over 2000 years ago and why he was born. It's the start of a wonderful story of how it says in John 3:16 because God loved the world so much he sent his son. Now, most of us know this story. Most of us will have heard it hundreds of times. We know all the characters. We know what happened, what order. So I'm just going to test you a bit now, OK? I've got some questions. Who was Jesus' mother? Eloise. Mary. Mary, Well done. That was an easy one. OK, Slightly more difficult. Who told the shepherds about Jesus? Uh, Oliver, the angels, they went and told the shepherds. Okay, slightly more tricky now. What was the innkeeper's name? You know the innkeeper's name, Oliver? Leah. (laughs) That was a bit of a trick question, because in fact, it doesn't tell us in the Bible what the innkeeper was called. In the book of Luke, it simply says, and they laid him, that's Jesus, in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. The innkeeper isn't even mentioned. All that we know about the innkeeper, all the things you see in your plays, that's all tradition and what we've thought would happen. We know nothing about him. But when I think about that first Christmas, I do wonder about the innkeeper. I'm quite curious about him. What happened to him, and how did it all work out for him? Now, we know that the Romans had ordered a census. A census is kind of a counting of everybody. And everybody had to go back to their hometown to be counted. And lots of people traveled down to Bethlehem to be counted. So Bethlehem would have been absolutely heaving. All the inns and hotels were full. And if the inns and hotels were full, we can guess the innkeeper was very busy. He was sorting out beds, sorting out food, finding places for people to keep their donkeys. He was having a very busy time. I'm sure he would have been really tired. So how do you think he would have reacted when Joseph knocked at the door? I've been wondering about that. And I thought maybe three ways he could have reacted. Perhaps the innkeeper was a bit grumpy. Perhaps he'd had enough. And he opened the door and he saw Mary and Joseph standing there. And he said, there's no room, we're full. I can see your wife's pregnant. I'm sorry, that's not my problem. We haven't got any room. And maybe it was Joseph who had to say, "Uh, excuse me, as I came in, I saw you had a field with a stable in it. Can we just shelter in there, please? And the innkeeper might have said, yes, do whatever you want, but I'm busy. You'll have to sort yourselves out. And as Mary and Joseph walked off to the field to go shelter in the stable, the innkeeper shut the door, and he never thought about them again. And how sad would that be, that the innkeeper missed the most important birth in history, even though it happened right there by him, not because he was bad, but just because he was busy. And that can happen to us too, can't it? Although at Christmas there's lots of opportunities to get to know Jesus, to learn more about him, and to find out why that first Christmas happened 2,000 years ago, today we can still miss all that because we're just too busy We don't give Jesus another thought while all the busyness of Christmas goes on around us. And how sad is that? Now, I hope the innkeeper wasn't like that. I hope he didn't just totally miss it. But, you know, when Joseph knocked at that door, like I said, the innkeeper was very tired. But maybe he said, oh... I'm sorry, I just haven't got room. Come in and have a drink while I try to sort something out. Maybe he tried to shuffle his guests around, but he still couldn't make room for them. And eventually he said, look, I'm really sorry. The only place I can suggest is my stable out there. But I tell you what, I'll go move the animals out and I'll put some fresh straw in and I'll take you some food there and I'll do my best. And he ushered them into the stable. And then he said, I'll come back and find out how you are as soon as I have a moment. But you know, he got caught up in all the jobs he was doing maybe he dozed off in a chair and perhaps he woke up as he heard people running outside and he looked out of the window and he said, oh, there's shepherds running up my road. And he called out to them and said, what are you doing? And they shouted back saying, these angels came to see us and they told us that there's a special baby lying in the manger. And perhaps the innkeeper said, oh, that must be that family who arrived earlier I must go and have a chat with them and find out what that's all about. And he said, I'll join you later. But you know, he got on with some more jobs and he got busy and the next morning he had lots of breakfast to cook and he never got there. He never got round to spending any time with Jesus and finding out why he was special and why he'd come to earth. And how sad for him to miss out on getting to know Jesus just because he never got round to it. And again, we can be a bit like that, can't we? So busy at the moment. I bet loads of you are in school productions and in special events and parents are being massive taxi service trying to make sure everything's done. We're just so busy. They can be good things we're busy with, helping people, being a good friend, doing the right thing. And although we intend to spend some time with Jesus, we just never get round to it. You might have prayed in the past and asked Jesus to forgive your sins, and you're a Christian, you believe in Jesus, you believe He saved you but still act like this. We have good intentions. We want to spend more time reading our Bibles and praying, but somehow we just never get round to it. And how sad is that for us? If we don't get to know Jesus because we just never got round to it. As I said, we don't know how the innkeeper reacted. And I'm just guessing these three um, innkeepers, how how they might have been. But what I really hope is that the innkeeper was a bit like our innkeeper, Leah. Although he was tired, and although he really wanted to go to bed, when he heard Joseph knocking at the door, he made a plan. He found them somewhere to stay. And when Joseph came and said, there's a baby being born, what did the innkeeper do? He celebrated. He had a party. But not by himself. He got everybody up. He had a party with them. I hope the innkeeper, when the shepherds ran past, ran out to greet them and said, what's going on? And they said, we've come to see this baby. And he said, oh, I know where he is, come. And then he chatted with the, the shepherds and found out how it had happened, how frightening it was when the angels arrived, but how amazing it turned out. And I really hope that the innkeeper chatted to Mary and Joseph and heard all about their stories and about how they were given promises about the baby. You know, I'd love to think that as Jesus grew up and started teaching and healing people, and walking all around that area, that the innkeeper knew who Jesus was and why he'd come into the world. And maybe we need to try and be a bit like that third example of an innkeeper, that despite all our busyness, despite all the things we've got to get done, at Christmas, make it a priority to take time to learn a bit more about Jesus. Are we interested in finding out about Jesus and why he wants to be involved with us? If you already know Jesus as your friend, Do you celebrate this with other people, like the innkeeper did? Do you want to talk about Jesus when you meet people? We don't know how things worked out 2,000 years ago for the innkeeper and what happened to him. But what we do know is that that first Christmas was the beginning of the story. Remember, I quoted from the book of John at the beginning. Well, the passage continues like this. This is from the translation called The Message. This is John 3, 16 to 18. It says, This is how much God loved the world. He gave us his son, his one and only son. And this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all that trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help, to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refused to trust in him has long since been under a death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God when introduced to him. So how did that baby help the world? And how is he still helping us today? We're going to watch and listen to some puppets who are going to tell us not only the Christmas story, but why it happened. What I'd just like to say is if you want to know more about why Jesus came, if the puppets don't really answer your questions, I'd suggest you talk to someone. Maybe your mum and your dad, or maybe one of your rock-solid leaders, or one of the other grown-ups. Or even as a grown-up, if you want to know more, at the back there's some leaflets and some little booklets that just explain the message of Christmas. So we're just going to have the puppet show now.